All right, and we're going to try recording differently from we normally do to make it easier for me even. So let's uh, let's do talky-talky thingy. Talky-talky thingy. And Captain Sox. Talky-talky-talk. Perfect. Um, let me change this. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. With the Bruce and the Yang. Hello, future people, and you are again listening to Getting Tabled, episode 15, with your host, he's obnoxious, The Bruce. I'm not obnoxious, I'm just better than everybody else. And Captain Socks. What's up, my friends? It's good to be back. And I, of course, am George. Um... Uh, big news uh, before we get into any like actual game uh, talking stuff. Um, big news. We finally got through the approval process and our uh, podcast is now available through iTunes. Uh, if, if you're listening to this, you can find the button on the website and you can click subscribe there and uh, keep your RSS feed up to date. Um, anything else big and exciting happen besides that? For us. Well, after I mean, seven months, that's like... Really well and truly overdue. Thanks, Apple, for being so helpful. Helpful is the wrong word, but I'm trying to be nice. Um, oh, let's, yeah. The, um, the words we want to use would allow, would uh, cause us to lose our clean rating that we have on iTunes. So, <laughs> yeah. Needless to, I mean, th- there are some of you guys that know how frustrating this has been for us. There's been multiple submissions again and again. From what we can gather, there's actually been something broken in their approval form process. And it seems to have taken months for them to realize this, despite the fact that we've pretty much told them up front. Um, Thank you to those that did share the statuses on um, Twitter and stuff to try and get it ignored even more um, by Apple. But it's done, and that's what matters. And another news of the six boxes of chocolate crayons, chocolate crayons that Thunderboy sent me, I have four left. You're not going to do their fast enough. Very restrictive. Well done. Well, I try to only snack on them when I'm working on the podcast. So um, I don't mean it that way because that then sounds like I haven't been working on it at all. No, I've been working really hard. <laughs> You're working very hard on quite a lot of things, though. This is also true. Um, Let's get into the news. Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. Bruce, get us started on the recent and new events. Okay, so we're starting off with the game that we all love, and which is Drop Fleet Commander. The monitors are officially out. When I was writing this, they were on pre-order, but they are actually officially out now. Um, So there's now monitor kits that you can buy for £20. So that's, what, 30-something dollars for you guys and 40-ish for me. Um, Well, it's almost 40. It depends on where the dollar is. We'll see if the dollar crashes before the end of the week. Um, so there's UCM, Scourge, PHR, and Shaltari. Um, I still think the Scourge is the better looking of all of them, 
But this is probably the first release in a while where they're all gorgeous. Oh, sorry, no, I take that back. They're always gorgeous, but there's no there's no release in this one that where there's one that kind of sticks out as eh. I'm going to argue with you that. Right. What was that? I, I am going to argue with you on that. I'm I'm unwhelmed by the shot. Um, really? I, no, I don't yeah, I. Well, to start first of all, um, I'm. This is really getting annoying. I'm having an issue with the. Uh, uh, oh, you don't have a link for it. Let me just go to the website. I, I, I have to agree there with you, uh, Bruce. They do look pretty cool uh, on all of them there. I like the UCM's totally not helicarriers um, because I'm sorry, but they just remind me of the helicarriers from, from Avengers. anything Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, these come from space, so they're not helicarriers, but it's what they remind okay. me of. I have them up now. So the UCM, like it. The Scourge, I, I do love those. The PHR, I really do like those. The, the little sweeping hole things like that. The Shaltari, so I have two problems with that. One, they look too bulky for Shaltari. I know they're supposed to be monitors and everything, but they're very bulky looking for Shaltari. Two, one of those is a quote-unquote super gate. None of those look like a super gate. Wait, was it the monitor that was the super gate? I thought you had a destroyer that was a, a gate, not a monitor. Was it the... Um, I will double check. Back in a second. I Yeah. And it looks like they don't have the rules for them. I could have swore one of the monitors was the uh, super gate. So you got the Shaltari Cobalt, which was a home ship that was a gate. No, no, no. I'm talking like the actual like gate gate. No, it's not a monitor that you're thinking of. It's not? The monitors are their own thing. You're thinking of the Shaltari Selenium? Oh, no. That is one of... The, oh, okay. Yep. No, I stand corrected. I'm sorry. I was right. <laughs> um, But yeah, oh, yeah. if, if, if you look... It's the one in the middle. Yeah. I mean, if you look at those... I'm sorry. We have the Void Gate. It, it's the little round, cool-looking dealie. I think the Void Gate looks really cool for just being a little circle ship. None of those look like a Super Gate. I'm sorry. My theory is that they've tried to make it more like the Bulk Lander design idea. But, I don't know. How do you make a heavy version of the Gate that just doesn't look the same as the Gate? Um, You add more rings to it. Yeah, I suppose. But then oh. it's, it's going to be by itself and you're not going to be able to make them into all the other ones, which is the whole right. point. So so, so I understand the reasoning of, you know, doing the parts so you have one set of sculpts to run and you get all the stuff. Cool, I get that. I, I, I Just me personally, if I'm going to go do something like that, I'm, I will buy the Voidgate pack of six. And I will make my own super gates from those. Hmm, all right. I actually prefer the look of this, to be honest. Um, but I guess I'll have to see how you go about making yours. Oh, if I ever go about making them. I've I've got so much backlog on my desk right now. It's not even funny. Um, I will say this, though. Like, every time I see them, though, on social media, this is just a related side topic. The uh, uh, Resistance Corvettes. 
yeah. whenever I see them, I keep thinking like, those are, oh no, it flies the other way. That really looks very Star Wars-y. <laughs> I made that reference months ago. Really? Yes, they, they, look, they look like um, the Mandalorian ship. Uh, a little bit like a Y-Wing as well. A little bit. Or the resistance bombers that you see in uh, episode eight. Yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, don't get me wrong. That's one of the great things about Star Wars is they have is they have very unconventional like ship designs because well, it's space. You don't need to worry about like is it aerodynamic. Or is it you don't have to worry about that stuff. So um, yeah, uh, I, I I think the monitors are great, except for the fact I I I I'm not a huge fan of what the super gate there's air quotes there uh looks like the rules are i'm pretty okay with the look i'm not mm, that's fair L looks are individual um i definitely don't agree with you i think they all look good but it, it's subjective that's fine everybody's allowed to their own uh except for next. when it comes to you and the rocky horror picture show because you're you're allowed to be wrong but you're always going to be you know we could go many rounds talking about cinematic things, but we don't have time for that. And we don't want to make the people's ears bleed from it. Blame Casey. She dubbed you in. <sighs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> Corvus, Corvus belly had had to kickstart with defiance. What? Oh my God. I'm on the wrong run. Yes, you are. Oh my God. That did finish. I mean, while you're trying to find the right sheet, I could probably find out how much they raised. Yeah, it's it's probably done and over with by now, isn't it? Yeah, it's been over for a good week or so. In the end, I did not back it because, quite frankly, I just didn't have the money for it. Um, I, I'm sure that it's going to be amazing, but I just couldn't afford it. Okay, so they raised... One million one hundred and forty-one thousand nine hundred and nineteen euros. So a lot, which is one million two hundred and fifty-eight thousand five hundred and forty-two American dollars and five freedom cents. Oh my goodness! There we go. I have a current run sheet, and it's still tiny. I don't know why it's tiny. It shouldn't be tiny for you. It's fine for us too. I, everything's acting up for me right now. Apparently, I've been. That's why. No, my computers. Have, I, have, I haven't been getting the love I've normally give them, so they're probably protesting. Hey, look, drop fleet too. resources. Uh, yes, the. Okay. Um. There we go. Um. So we talked about the drop fleet command releases. Perfect. Uh, the Bruce has been asking for the for this GW releases for almost six years. Oh yeah. yeah. Second second only to the Avatar of Kane. This model has needed a release for decades. We finally have a new Mephiston. And I don't have a Warhammer army to add it to. Yeah, Kane. wasn't that one of the ones I said was gonna get a, a, a update here really soon? Yeah, it is one of the ones you called. So, so for those that haven't seen the picture, this is based on a piece of artwork from second edition by Mark Gibbons where Mephiston is wiping blood from his cheek, um, or sorry, from his lips. Uh, the joke has been made several times at this point that he's just got a cold and he's wiping his nose on his sleeve. Um, it's a gorgeous model. I'm 100% buying one of these. Um, just to have it? 
Oh yeah, I I I have to have. I've wanted this model to be re-released for at least six years. The six is a guess at this point, because pretty much the moment I started in the hobby, I got a Mephiston because I was in Blood Angels, and I was like, "This model is really boring." I'm sorry, I know people like it, but it's it's a boring looking model. Okay, the guy so- stands there with his sword at one side and his arm at the other. There's nothing dynamic about it at all. It's boring. So first question for you, Bruce. Yeah. Are you going to paint the nipples on it? Yeah, I'll try. I'll probably try and replicate this as close as I can. It works for the, for the blood angel gimmick. They're very, um, was it Greek or Romans that did that? Romans. Uh, very Roman-esque. So I have no problem with, with so a lot of the Greeks just have an aesthetic. Well, so the one thing, so this is this is me going off of uh, a lot of um, what's the word, uh, pulp culture stuff. Uh, the main carapace of his armor, his his chest piece, is very reminiscent of the Vlad the Impaler from Bram Stoker's Dracula, where it's the very corded and lined armor. Yeah, it's meant to be. Uh, it's the two plus armor. I can't think what it's called in canon. Yeah. Um. um second like- of all. We're, we're going to put this to rest because I saw that people arguing about this. Some people are saying the blood drop is upside down on the sword. If you look at relation of the skull and the sword versus the blood drop, they're in the same orientation as the skull and the blood drop on the shoulder pad. If we want to get nitpicky about what's wrong, there's a skull on the backpack for the cross and bones instead of a blood drop like you see on a lot of blood angel stuff. Yeah, actually, to be fair, you could probably just change that out, and I might. Means I need to buy so, another. Because so. I actually, yeah, I actually agree with you. That skull shouldn't be there. Yeah, um, it should be a blood drop with the crossbones. Yeah. Um. Look, the, the blood being the wrong way around. No, I would disagree as well. Um. It's it's very clearly designed to be. That's a sword that's meant to be displayed with the blade down. It's been built that way on purpose. If you look at any yeah. sword when it's displayed, you know, a, a sword like that. I mean, we're not talking like Japanese katana. If you look at any sort of sword like that that has a cross piece, it's designed to be displayed blade pointing down. So yep. there it, it's a bastard sword. That's that's the way they were designed. They were all designed to look that way. Hey, you don't know the lineage of the uh the sword's parents. Actually, to be fair, with the cross bits coming out of the sword, the blade itself, it's not a bastard sword anyway, but um, well, the, the design the, is cro- clearly based on one. It's a bastard the, sword or a claymore. It's one or the other. Well, it's not long enough for a claymore. A uh, bastard sword is anything longer than a long sword. So, I mean, you are correct. I was just, I was just making a joke of, you know, how we know its parents yeah. were married. I know. So, um, really cool model. I don't know about the face, though, and the little glowing things on his temp- temples. I don't mind them. I mean, you've had a couple of models at this point where they've kind of tried to show the wirings and stuff of empowering the librarian powers, but th- that's certainly a new way of doing it. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of I like it. It hints that there's something else going on there. Um and of course, the other common Mephiston joke that's been around all week has been, "That's a great chaos space marine you've got there." Um, but yeah, the only thing I'll say is I'm disappointed that all of this on the bottom of the cloak there is blood decorations that are not sculpted; it's all freehanded. 
and it's the same on the cape. And I say it's disappointing because there's several models that they've actually included details like that on at this point, and there's no excuse for not doing it for something that you know they're going to. That trim work isn't part of the uh, sculpt on the club? Nope. It's freehand. Well, that is crap because, I, yeah, there's numerous cloaks where it's got that sculpt on the cloak. There's sculpts from seven years ago that have that. I mean, I know that they don't have to do it on everything, but all they have done at this point is show off the fact that it's not there because people that don't know how to look closer are going to look at that expecting it to be there and then get upset that it wasn't there. But he it's has not nipples. false advertisement, but people will claim it. Like I said, he does have nipples, though, so. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I like the fact that they kept a collar, too. I was kind of worried that they'd get rid of the overarching collar, but I like the fact that they've kept it. I like that, too. Uh, I, I would have liked it more if it was if the, the, the two end pieces were just a tad shorter. Like, you see how you got the four rivets going up? Put the skulls down to the 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 top rivet and call that good. I, I think just that that little bit shorter would have been aesthetically better. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, they've tried to replicate it as close to the armor. Oh yeah, no, for sure. It is actually shorter than it is in the picture. Um, but I, I I'm kind of happy with it. It's it's very reminiscent of the old model. I mean, as much as the old model I just called it boring. Um, there is elements of that model that are very, very classic that you wouldn't want to change. You want the big collar. You want the sword and the plasma. Um, you want him to have the long flowing hair. You want him to have the giant skull on one side. Right. Um, next. Uh, no, I'm Cat not buying Captain a new Sox- Blood Angels army. Yeah. You sure? Um, next up, uh, foreground builds up the levels with urban combat tiles. Yeah. Foreground are a terrain company that I don't think we talk about enough, but to be fair, they don't do massive releases every other month either. Uh, foreground for that fact too, Bruce, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of companies getting into the, uh, MDF terrain market and there are so many now. Oh yeah. It's not just that though, but. Foreground also have everything they do pre-painted too. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. Well, now I'm less excited. Well, oh, you can paint them if you want. Yeah. Okay. So it comes pre-painted. Okay, that's that's pretty cool. Oh, and I some, thought you said and you some of the buildings that they have for uh, drop zone commander are actually pretty pretty nice looking that they have. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. Um, I have a feeling that some of the some of the mdf done by another company may have been inspired by the design none of them are copies but i can see similarities there in some of the other companies stuff um i'm deliberately not avoiding i'm deliberately avoiding names because if i'm wrong i'll get i'll get in trouble um foreground are i think pretty much without question the number one company when it comes to MDF terrain in the world and have been for at least three or four years at this point. Um, but it's also, you're paying for that too. They are some of the most expensive MDF stuff that you will find. Yes, that is true. And, and George, if you look at the uh, top of the, the page there I'm actually... on tabletop, those four buildings that you see at the top that says foreground model kits and miniatures, those four on the side are four drop zone commander. 
Yeah, I was actually just looking at their page of what they have for 10 millimeter. And uh, holy smokes. <laughs> yeah, there's some stuff in there that's amazing. Uh, yeah, there, there's some stuff in there that looks like it wants to beat up my wallet more than Games Workshop. Yeah. Yep. Um. Ooh, but the, the oh, the pylons. Ooh, those look really cool. Uh, sorry, I'm a squirrel. <laughs> or you can easily um, do it with this on the foreground page. Very, very easily. Oh yeah, very much so. On the the bigger items, like such as the fantasy elements that was on that banner he was talking about you can remove the roofs every single level is actually defined inside the building including yeah, I was, interior I was, detail i was noticing that too yeah that's pretty cool um so talking about this uh the stuff here the urban combat tiles uh i know captain sock should be excited to hear this but that looks like some great stuff for like uh your star wars like a zone mortalis like you know stuff for battlefields yeah yeah and it almost looks modular too. Uh, the, at least the pictures here almost looks like you could modulize it a little bit. It certainly looks that way, yeah. Um, very much. I mean, the article itself says this, but Necromunda kill team. It, it kind of matches up quite perfectly. Um, Dead Zone for anybody that's still playing that, uh, which is a romantic game that came out before the other two. Uh, well, before the other two were re released. Um, it could fit in. And all this stuff is pre-painted. Yeah, it's all pre-painted. Good lord. Well, I, I guess that that's a reason why it's so expensive then. Yeah, yeah, very much so. All right. Next on our list, on our never-ending quest of covering um, everything from the Marvel universe, um, is more Marvelly goodness. So these actually got revealed at an event. I forget what the event was. And there was a website that I think accidentally showed these off before uh, Atomic Mass We already Mass talked Games about did. these. Uh, I, I, I distinctly remember these because we were talking about how all of these were essentially like exactly what you would imagine or what, what you see in the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies with the exception of Baron Von Zemo and Killmonger. We, you must have been talking about, about these when you were talking about the Thor stuff then, when I wasn't on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. They weren't on the Bruce list. Is so talking about the, the, yeah, Bruce is talking about the seven or so new characters that just got released. Those bottom seven pictures, Corvus Glaive, Proxima Midnight, Gamora, Nebula Rocket, Groot, and Star-Lord. Those are all the new characters they just oh. released. Yeah, I'm, uh, I don't those think are you new. So spoke about those. It was definitely afterwards. My favorite from these ones is definitely Groot and Rocket. Uh, I like the fact that they've been worked in together. Um, that and, I mean, Drax is just perfectly sculpted. It, it, it's He's so still, it's almost like you can't see him. It's brilliant. I can hear the crisps in my ears. Uh, there is no Drax model. We don't know why yet. Um, I they, was just about yeah, to say, no and then you said that, I was just like, oh... Yeah. I get it. So Gamora and Nebula come as a set. Makes sense. Corvus Glaive and Proxima Midnight come as a set. Makes sense. Groot and Rocket obviously do. It's even sculpted to make it more obvious. Star-Lord comes by himself, and I don't quite understand why. Uh, like, he's Star-Lord. I, I know, but he's not exactly a character that's by himself much. Um, he's half-god. 
Yeah, that's true. I suppose he is more powerful in the comics than he is in the movies. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, like, the, the only thing I can is, again, look, there's no Drax and nobody really knows why at this stage. Um, It's just been adding to memes of the him standing still so you can't see him, which has been funny. Yeah, it is interesting that they, they release a lot of the Galaxy Defenders, not him. Yeah. Um, I mean, my guess is that maybe the sculpt just hasn't been approved yet. Um, I, I well, don't know. I, I guess Tom will tell. So, so for the most part, um, a lot of a lot of what they look like in the movie is what they look like at the comic books, and so it's pretty easy to like. Yes, we're going to do this. Um, for example, Gamora, the sculpt, she's wearing an armor. Um, before anyone says anything to me, I still haven't seen Endgame yet, so I, I don't know if she's wearing armor in that movie or not. But there are the couple that they look more of their comic book counterpart than they do their movie counterpart. And that may be, you know, Drax does not look like he does in the movies versus the comic books. No. And he's the only one that is so massively different from that group. That's what I was actually thinking too. So there may be a question of, do we want to get the rights to get the comic book or the movie? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Baron Von Zemo. I actually think it'd sell more it's an if it looked like Batista. Um, I, I do I actually too, do because so many better. so many more people know that as Drax instead of what us old farts know as Drax. Yeah. I mean, everything that they've sculpted up until this point where they've had that option has always leaned towards comics. So I'm not holding my breath on a Batista version, but like it wouldn't surprise me. Um, and that would give reason for why it's going to take a little longer because it's not just one person that has to sign off on it. But I don't know. Tom will tell. Well, and let's be honest, Disney has to sign off on it now at this point. So Th that is the main Atomic Mass games have made it a thing from the very, very start that they will not talk about future releases. And they've never explained why, but that's the overarching belief of why, because everything has to be signed off on. And until it's been approved, if they talk about something that hasn't been approved, that's potentially. Uh, legal battles so um it would make sense in the u.s market for them having to be quiet until things are approved because otherwise you're setting yourself for up for sure. disappointment from the fans and stuff yep and then last on the list uh captain socks let's let's go ahead and let you jump on oh no that's not last on the list but uh let's let's have you talk about this though captain Socks. So yeah, uh, Fantasy Flight earlier uh, this week uh, announced a new way to play Legion um, with 500-point armies instead of the normal 800-point army. So more of a skirmish-sized uh, format where you can have one commander, two to four core units, uh, and then a small set of other units up to 500 points. And so this is actually a great way for new players to come onto the board. You can buy one core set and you can have your 500 points without having to expand into a lot of the expansion packs that are out there just to kind of get your your feet wet into the the model and then and the hobby so uh, i think it's a great move for for legion uh because i can see a lot of players starting out this way and then seeing how great of a game it is and getting even further into the game well and i just think that's a better idea if you can you know like 
here, you can buy this box and then you can play the game. It's exactly what they did with Drop Zone. It's exactly what they did with Drop Fleet. Um, uh, yep. They're trying to get the meta going here. Uh, 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 Worm of Hordes. You can buy that box and a box of one and, and get playing. And, Games and Workshop. Nice, yep. You can't do that. Yeah. And the nice thing about this is normally with an 800 point game, you're playing on a six by three board. With the 500 point game, you're playing on a three by three. So you don't, you're not going to need a lot of terrain. You can use a little um, barrier uh, pieces that come in the box, the core boxes, uh, as your terrain in a sense for cover and stuff like that. But then you can easily play on your kitchen table instead of having to go to a, a full-on game store or find a large space in your house if you don't have any or, or your apartment. You can easily play on your apartment kitchen table for, for college students and getting into this game. Yeah, I, I, that's one of the things I will like. You know that you know I drop fleet. Um, you know what you've just mentioned here is sure a six foot by four foot gaming table. I mean it's an awesome huge game. Whatever it does, it you know it it does tax space. So these games where it's just like you know Bushido. Oh, you only get two foot by two foot. Really? Yeah. That's all I need to play a game. Yeah. Hell yeah. And the game lasts five turns instead of six. So uh, they played a game in about 90 minutes. Uh, normally a t uh, 800 point game will, will last you about two, two and a half hours uh, roughly, even though you're playing six points, but because you're adding on three or six turns, but because you're adding 300 more points, you've got obviously more play, more units to activate. And so yeah, makes sense. So, so they've got uh, new cards, uh, new deployment card, new mission cards, uh, new scenario cards that are go with this scenario, uh, new rule set. So good for you, uh, Fantasy Flight, and, and setting this up, because I think it's going to help your uh, player base grow dramatically. Oh, big time. Skirmish, skirmish games is where the money is, quite frankly. Uh, the money has been there for a couple of years now. Um, I mean, Legion is going well in most areas, as are most, because it's Star Wars. Uh, 40k still continues to go well. Age of Sigmar is going much better than the haters want it to. Um, but skirmish is where the big money is and has been for a while. Because that's where you get most... If anybody's going to be casual about it, that's the direction their money will go. Because they can easily justify it. Okay. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and it, and it, something like that makes it more like of an impulse buyable. You know, like yes, exactly. You know, a starter set of a starter set of Bushido. You got two factions. You can play a game with those two factions straight out of the box. It's yep. what a hundred bucks. Yep, same thing with Legion. Hundred bucks for two core sets. Hell, I mean, how many times now have I said I have more games that I don't play? That is well, where well, most of them come from. They're all from the skirmish space. Well, well yeah, not just. All of them. Prime example, Bruce. Uh, how much money did you and I spend on uh, Super Fantasy Brawl? Enough. Oh, yeah. All right, uh, hundred bucks. I went. For, oh no, we both went for the same one. Yeah, we both went for the the full load. Yeah, it's a hundred bucks. So yeah. Yeah. Um. Yes. No. Um. I think that's awesome. Uh. The area you need to play much better. Uh. And the amount of money you have to spend is, is less. Both are good things. Um, if only all gaming companies would understand that 
not everyone wants to spend a thousand dollars. I know, right? Um, and then someone has made a tune kind race for D and D. Yeah. Okay. So this has come from, I believe, Reddit. Uh, it got shared by a page that I follow. I don't know the person that created this. Um, so somewhere out there is somebody that created this and props go to whoever that person is, but think Roger rabbit, but for D and D. So somebody has created a race that is a cartoon race to work in the game. Um, I have no idea balance wise how this works, but it just sounds all of the fun, like all of the fun. Um, Basically, they're born of the ethereal plane. They are a strange and powerful race. Powerful being the reason why I think they may not be balanced. Um, for their love and of play and creativity. Um, some of the things that they've done, you get a plus two for charisma, which makes sense for a cartoon character. Plus one for dexterity, which also makes sense for a cartoon character. Uh, resistance to bludgeoning damage, which makes sense but vulnerable to acid damage. Um, Roger Rabbit, anyone? Um, the age, they're at maturity at five, but no one knows how old they can live. Um, their size is between four and five feet, but sometimes can be six. So they're actually the same size as most people. That I think is probably a bit odd. I thought they should have been shorter. Uh, moves the same. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, three, three to four feet, max of five. Yeah, um, your base size. So your base. So yeah, your your speed is thirty feet, which is normal. Languages is common and Grawlix. Grawlix, I haven't heard of, and I'm guessing that it's a cartoon reference. Uh, uh, yeah, my there's... yeah, that's my guess as well. I've never heard of Grawlix before. Yeah, um, this is probably my favorite. Well, there's two particular skills that I just love, but this is probably my favorite, and I'm just going to read this. Due to their less-than-hardy natures, Toonkind have access to a small personal pocket dimension in which they can store personal objects no more than three cubic feet in size. However, this is a fickle magic um, and may not always grant the return of the object they desire. Players must roll a percentile dice uh, whenever pulling an object from Hammer Space. That's what they call this. It has a 10% chance that they will pull out the wrong item. Repeated attempts will increase to 50% difficulty until the original item is found. So just like in a cartoon where they accidentally pull the wrong thing out of their pocket all the time, they've actually worked that into the rules. I kind of like that. So so I, I, I Googled it, the Grolix language. Um, First thing that comes up on Google, Richard Norquist is a freelance writer and former professor of English and rhetoric who wrote college-level grammar and composition textbooks. The term Grolix refers to a series of typographical symbols such as the at sign pound, dollar sign percent, at sign exclamation point, used in cartoons and comic strips to represent swear words. Ah, <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So that's even that's better now. They also have an ability which is paper thin disguise, which kind of just explains itself. Um, you, you're you're automatically proficient with a disguise kit, um, and somehow paper thin disguises just usually work. 
<laughs> uh, you at uh, once per long rest, you can cast Tasha's hideous laughter, which kind of makes sense. It's got a charisma save for their DC. Uh, and there's a couple of uh, sub races. There's rubber hose, which are known for actions speak far louder than words. Uh, they're proficient, in, so they're an acrobatics type class. Uh, they can cast silent image three times per day using illusion, not only to confound foes and rubes, but also as a manner of communication and self-expression. Uh, so all th- all of these threes are just inspired by different styles of cartoons, basically. Uh, the next one I'm going to say is Frankenly. It could be Franken Frankenly. Um, and these are centered around uh, persuasion and so forth. So very much your um, Bugs Bunny type, trying to convince everybody to do things your own way. Um, you get to speak with animals three times a day. Uh, to better engage with, with the world around you. And the last one is Warn, which is clever and cunning toonkind, have a way with words, and are proficient in deception, so kind of the similar sort of direction. Um, Warners can cast Expedious Retreat three times a day it, um, in case their schemes go awry. So, oops, this didn't work. I'm gone. Oh, maybe the, yeah, maybe Warn is more of the Bugs Bunny. They, they kind of both lean in that direction, though. But I just love everything about this. This is just so much fun. It does sound cool. They have a cartoon character as a, as a player character now in D&D. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine that it would be overly balanced, but nothing about what I'm reading there is massively broken. Bludgeoning, uh, being resistant to bludgeoning damage on the surface is maybe a bit eh at the lower levels. But when you're vulnerable to acid, I think that's going to balance it out anyway. I don't know. If if you have this in your game and your DM does not refer to acid as the dip, then your DM is a failure at life. For sure. Yeah, I just love everything about this. It, it is pretty neat. Uh, it kind of makes me wish I still uh, had like a D&D group and then I would totally do a, uh, a Toonkin Bard. That would be fun. Yeah. All righty. Well, let's move on to this next topic of uh, conversation. Dream, blue, crying, paint. Bruce, you're first. I get to be first. Oh, awesome. Well, I've been doing... A lot of Marvel Crisis Protocol, <laughs> which should not surprise anybody. So there was a bit of a confusion with my... Because I had pre-ordered this months ago through my local. And when trying to follow up on when it was supposed to arrive, because there'd been a question about when it was arriving in Australia for a while, and then I got confirmation from elsewhere that the release was last Friday. Um... And I was like, hey, I've just got confirmation that it's this Friday. Can you confirm whether or not it's coming in or not? And the answer I got from their staff member was that it wasn't even on the system and that it wasn't coming in and da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, ah, okay, never mind. I'll make other arrangements. And so I went and ordered it from an online retailer on the Tuesday. And it actually still managed – well, 
I ordered it on the Tuesday. It was shipped on the Wednesday. Um, the notification from the post was that I wouldn't see it until the following Tuesday, but it actually arrived on Friday, um, which made for a nice surprise. Uh, and sorry, this was not last Friday. It was the Friday before. Um, and then two days after that, I got a message from the store saying, hey, this stuff is in. Are you ready to pick it up? And I was like, uh, I just got told that you didn't have it. So bit of a oversight there on behalf of a particular it was not it was a particular staff member um that should have double checked things and not just said no it's not coming um which is disappointing but i still continue to support that store wherever i can because they are great uh just disappointing when staff members don't check things with the boss when you specifically made a point of saying double check. What? Yeah, I know, right? To be fair, there's been a couple of instances in the past where there were things that I ordered that they forgot to order, which is why I went, okay, I'll make other arrangements. So there has actually legitimately been mistakes made in the past. Um, But this one was not a mistake by the store. It was a mistake by one person. Um, I still felt like, I, I felt horrible because you you pre-order something and then you say you're not getting it. It's kind of not a nice thing to do, but it's not. Despite the fact that I feel guilty over it, I didn't do anything wrong here. Um, it's Yeah, it is what it is. Okay. I provided a link to you guys to share what I've been working on. Most You guys have probably seen most of this already because I have been sharing it anyway. I don't pay attention um, to what you do. <laughs> how rude. So for those, I spoke very quickly last time that I'm intending to try and paint these up as comic book style miniatures, uh, which is something that there's a guy called Epic Duck Studios that, in my mind at least, kind of perfected this idea. Uh, I'm not saying that he created it, Uh, because I don't know who did it first, but he's certainly the most prevalent person on YouTube doing it. Um, And I'm trying to replicate what he's done in my Descent into Madness um, that I will never recover from. (laughs) Um, It's it's a challenge that I've presented for myself because it goes very much against everything that I've ever been taught in miniatures. Because when you're painting miniatures, it's all about those smooth transitions and you don't want those harsh lines between colours and comic books is very much the exact opposite of that. It's all contrasting colours and very sharp defined lines and and then you're actually blacking out stuff as well. So it, yeah. it's, it's a fun challenge. Um, it's still a long way in the process. I need to buy some more paints because I've realised I'm missing some that... I need to do it in the way that I want to do it. Uh, And I recorded a video last Sunday of me using the ink that I had referred to in the previous episode um, so that I can actually show the audience why I am never going to use a white primer ever again. And that will be going live at some stage next week when my software starts working. I've had to buy new software because the Windows video editing software 
will just simply not work anymore, and I don't know why. Um, I am buying some new software for myself um, to actually, it, it's actually more effective anyway. I can actually edit things fully and not just sort of like in the Windows video editor. But you yeah. know what's awesome about Max there, Bruce? Max? Yeah, the software that I used to do the, the video I did on my paint shaker is free. Oh, yeah. Just, just going to rub that in. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's where things are. Um, I've created a project on the on Tabletop website, also known as Beasts of War, for those that have been a member for a while. It's called The Bruce's Descent into Madness and Comic Style Painting. So if you are a member of the site and you want to follow along with what I'm doing, that's where you can find it. Um, otherwise, I will continue to keep you updated as well. And Captain Socks. So, of course, still trying to get George, or not George, Bruce, to play Star Wars. It's not working yet. But anyways. No, but the new rules kind of make that a little easier to justify. It does make it a little easier. Not that I'm saying I will. <laughs> uh, so uh, I've gotten four of my five squads be once assembled. I've got one more to assemble uh, this week, and then uh, I will be taking them all down to, with me. I've got some Air Force training for three weeks in December, and I will hopefully get them all painted uh, over those three weeks in the evenings when I have nothing to do. Uh, but I've also awesome. been getting into uh, Warlord Games Black Seas, which is an Age of Sail game about one 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 seven hundred scale uh uh sailing ships so think of link uh hang on one second and i will pull it up for you there you go uh th this game sounds really interesting actually there's been a few places covering this lately yeah so i i have aries sails of glory uh and if, if anybody's familiar with the wings of glory wings of uh uh set up sales of glory is based on card movement this one was all based off of ruler movement and uh measuring tapes for for damage and stuff like that and it, it seemed appealing to me i watched a couple of youtube videos i bought the mass the starter set and i am loving it so i bought a uh a starter set i bought a delorean the Victory. whoa yeah it is awesome uh and i bought the uh a third rate squadron box and so I've been putting this together and I am absolutely loving this game. I played it once by myself a couple of times. Uh, and I actually like this one a whole lot better. Uh, and it's small enough that you can play on a four by three foot board, uh, or you can get larger games and play on a six by four or even an eight by six. Uh, so absolutely. Their love website this game. is broken. Is uh, it? For you, maybe. Wow. Oh, the. Oh, I'm on war the war. I went to the Warlord Games things that uh, uh, sucks sent. Yeah, yeah so did I. But in Chrome, it comes up with this choose your currency thing, and regardless uh, of what you yes. click, it won't go away. Huh? I so clicked I US dollar and it worked. So, well, that's because we're stateside. Hang on one second, Bruce. I'll find you a. Uh, a oh, no, I'm going to try opening it in Internet Explorer. I feel dirty. Try Firefox. Firefox is better. Because it's Firefox. No, it's not because it's a massive memory leak. Firefox has issues. Um, has I'm your issues using, in IE. I'm actually using Microsoft Edge, which is not so bad. But oh! 
Sorry, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit when you said that. Try using the uh, the pound option there, Bruce, instead of the dollars. But what's your thoughts on that so far, George? Will I try and help? Um. So so right off the bat, um, all all I all I can say is, I just want to buy the USS Constitution, just to put together. What's the scale of the minis? One seven hundredth scale. So a brig is about the side the is about an inch and a half uh, long, and then you've got a third-rate frigate, which would probably be close to two and a half to three inches long. So, okay, I found another way around it, and it's by ignoring the website entirely. Well, there, that's one way to do it. Two. I'm currently looking at a web store that's not even related, except they don't have everything on. So they have this one, and they also have another one called Cruel Seas. It's all World War II style uh, coastal action. So you've got U-boats and or E-boats, the little patrol crafts. They got landing craft. I don't think I'll get into that one, but I'm definitely uh, going to be selling uh, my sales of glory stuff to get into this one even further because I absolutely love this one so far. Uh, so, yeah. My question is, are they going to release the Black Pearl? They, I doubt it's it. a good question. I <laughs> doubt it because this is more historical, unfortunately. <laughs> you can't have you can have pirates. Uh, they do have all the flags for pirates and stuff like that, and privateers. But uh, an actual pirate like the Black Pearl, I doubt it. I'm sure you could model one <laughs> as Black. Oh, I'm sure oh, yeah, you could model one easily. People do that with historical stuff just to ignore the historical crowd all the time. Oh yeah. Um, this is really cool. The so I just checked out the cruel seas, but yeah, no, the the other one there, uh, cap socks is uh, yeah, way better. Black seas, oh, so, yeah, yeah been, no, that just that looks amazing. Together. I've been putting these ships together, and I hope to be painting these uh, when I get back from my training and my droids are finished, uh, because this will be my next project, uh, so so I can get these all finished. Yeah, I mean. I guess that's me then, huh? So yeah, yeah. How you. much have you not been doing? Well, I actually have done some stuff. What really? Wow. Yes, yes. Are you sure. Um, what? Are, are you sure? Yes. Um. So I assembled uh uh two thirds of an ambot. That's the big thing from um Necromunda. The big thing from the Necromunda. Warhammer quest, but in 40k. No, the the, the Ambots are the uh, the Necromunda um, robot dealies that are oh, roughly the size of a Centurion from Warhammer 40k. Nice. Which I'm going to use the Ambots as Centurions in Warhammer 40k. Uh, the problem is, is the other 40k army I was starting was Dark Angels, so I could do the Lion and the Wolf uh, stratagem because Space Wolves, Dark Angels stratagem, that just sounds fun. Both Space Wolves and Dark Angels don't have Centurions in the army list. <laughs> so uh, I, I did read somewhere that somewhere in uh, Dark Angels lore, like in the current codex, it was talking about some Dark Angel Centurions, so Hopefully, Games Workshop will fix that and either 
that'll get eradicated from the lore and it'll just be like, oh, or they will add it and then I'm going to have melee and bots as centurions because guess what? They're the same size. Good luck. And I'm saying good luck like that because, yeah, Dark Angel players are one of the ones that have been very, very unhappy lately because they've been completely ignored. And when they were promised something, they got nothing. Yeah. Um, in other news, and this will this will upset you a little bit, Bruce, I got my Artie Station paint rack uh, in the mail the other day. Oh, yeah, that's right. It doesn't upset me. I just I want to buy this stuff, and it's never in stock when I try to buy it. Apparently, this stuff is restocked every week and sells out immediately, um, which yeah. isn't something that you'd say to a customer that's legitimately trying to just, hey, I want to buy this stuff. I can never find it in stock. Um, but li I, I go there every week or two trying to buy this stuff, and it, it sells out before I can get to it somehow. I need to find out what day it gets restocked. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something. I'm actually gonna look up the uh, the email I got when I uh, purchased it to find out what what day of the week I uh, ordered it and around what time. Uh, I ordered it on um, the second of no of October. Uh, I don't have a time. Oh, so here we go. Tuesday, uh, three fifty-eight. It's a Wednesday then. Three fifty-eight p.m. Mountain Standard. Cool. So I need so, to keep an eye out on my Thursday then. Or no, my Wednesday night. Yeah. So um, I received that. Um, and here, here's my critiques. Uh, I, I already told you told you guys this. If Hobby Station is a 9.5 out of 10, I'm not going to give anything a, a perfect score because there's really no such thing as perfection. So if HobbyZone.pl stuff is a 9.5 out of 10, I think I said this was like a seven out of ten. Yep. And yep. and 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 here's my reasoning. So scale dimensions. So this module is the same size as the other modules. So it is interchangeable size wise. Cool. The MDF is really weird and actually very difficult to drill through. <clears throat> On a side note, that'll probably make it. Uh, you know, more water resistant. So having all the hobby zone PL stuff where they have magnets, magnet holes, so you bounce magnets and everything's held together by magnets. I had to do magnets for the RD station thing. Drilling holes in it was not the easiest thing. With that being said, though, there are holes for dowel pins. So pay attention to this, Bruce, when you get the stuff, there are holes for dowel pins to interlock the pieces together. That's cool yeah. and everything, but you can't like, no, I want this here and just change it around real quick because it's a dowel pin holding it together. So if you go through and take the time and find the right size magnet to press fit in there, you could do that then without having to do additional hole drilling like I had to do. You could just do what they have you know, already in the stuff since you are primarily looking at doing just already station for the sake of you know shipping costs for you. Oh yeah, the the other option is not an option for me. Um, well, not unless you uh, take oh, out sorry, a loan of you know a thousand dollars for shipping. Yeah, yeah, and look, the, I can't remember the name of the other company right now. Um, Hobby Zone, no, Hobby Zone, Hobby Zone stuff is amazing. There is no question about that. Uh, it gets brought back up 
on hobby sites every six months and people seem to think that they've never seen it before, even though it was the, the, this gets recycled. It's like a meme that nobody's ever seen before that gets done every three weeks. Um, but it, it's genuinely a really good product. But I'm sorry, they overcharge for their shipping and I'm not willing to pay for it. Uh, and I'm sorry, I am going to say overcharging because it costs twice as much for the postage as it does for the product. And I know that the product is not light, but I'm sorry, it's not going to cost that much to ship. As, as, especially if you go through and you like order like so much, like, you know, oh, my order is going to be 100 kilos worth of this MDF. Oh, he's buying a lot. We should like, uh, we should discount him like 25% of the shipping. Yeah. Um, they but with that being said, to do that to be fair, but yeah. Yeah. Now, with that being said, though, I am really thoroughly enjoying the. It, so, if you're not familiar uh, or haven't heard heard us talking about it, it's it's got two drawers. You pull the drawer out and it drops down thirty degrees, and it holds uh, twenty paints per drawer, I believe. So, forty paints per module. Now, the three drawer uh, hobby zone thing I had, uh, you can fit twenty paints per drawer, and it has three drawers. So. The Artie station can't hold as much as the Hobby Zone one can, um, but the way it's stored, so they're at a slight angle, so less chance of leaking. In the uh, the Hobby Zone, they're laying flat, so chance of leaking. The Artie station, you pull the drawer out and it hangs there, and you can nicely see everything. The Hobby Zone, the way I was doing it, I'd have to pull the drawer out completely. Not as not nice, so. It, it does have its distinct advantages. Uh, I, I am thoroughly, thoroughly happy with it as far as how it holds the paint and how I can look at it. So it was worth it, I think. Yeah, look, I'm buying at least two of the drawers, but I'm getting the dropper bottle version, so it will hold more than you're getting out of it. Um, I'm also going to be buying at least two of the shelving units. Um, and it's possible I may actually go for their spray booth as well. As much as I have a spray booth already, um, I may actually buy a second spray booth. Uh, I, I guess time will tell. I haven't really decided on that yet. There's also nothing that says I have to buy it all at once. Um, but my, my recommendation for you, Bruce, is the shelving, and I see no reason to buy this until I can buy the main thing that I want. Yeah. It's just pointless until then. My my recommendation, Bruce, is you have the the fifty sixty bucks like you know that you would need for it, and just just sit on it and and check them every single day, like a few a couple times a day. And when you find it, just that instant buy them right then and there. Just get those two things on the way, and then yeah. No. That that was the thing too is like they were always out of stock, always out of stock, always out of stock. And one day I just happened to check, and it's like there's five in stock. Yes, I'm I'm buying that right now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what else did I do? Uh, not much else. Uh, I, I did make a video about my paint shaker and that's about it for hobby time for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we've all been playing. Well, we've all been preparing different things, Star Wars, Marvel and shelves. Um, I, yeah. I put together an ambot. Oh, sorry. Yes. An ambot. Yeah, that's true. And Fire Slayers, you know, but I, I'm going to be doing that for a while, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, for those that are wondering, look, when it comes to the Marvel game, uh, building the models uh, is more complicated than G-Dub models, uh, but not as difficult as weird models. 
Um, th- there certainly has been people that turn around and goes, why are these models so hard? But quite frankly, th- these models are not hard to build. Uh, if you buy into the game, my recommendation would be to go to their website and look at the new version of the rules. I mentioned last episode that there'd been an oversight in what the game got shipped with and there was no numbers on the parts in the instructions. That's been fixed. So definitely go to the website and look at the new version, especially when it comes to things like Iron Man and Ultron, because you will regret building it without having the numbers. Um, Otherwise, it was a joy to build. It was nowhere near even top 10 most complicated things. Um, I know this argument to people that have been struggling has been infuriating people, but it's it's not that difficult. Um, G-Dub stuff is made very, very easily uh, and is by a company that has billions and billions of dollars, not a startup that started business three seconds ago. So... And, well, and and many, yeah. many, many, many more years experience of doing this. Yeah, and, and look, to be fair, there is reasons for both arguments. The reason Weird do their models in a really complicated way is it allows them to get really, really obnoxiously nice poses. I mean, if you've looked at any of the Malifaux models, you know what I'm talking about. I have survived Yanlo's build. This doesn't even compare with Weird models. They're not even in the same conversation. Uh, and to the person that literally abused me over this, who plays with weird models, you already knew that and you were trolling me to begin with. And now I'll be quiet. I'm not making that up. I literally <laughs> got abused this earlier in the week. Oh, that's, um, that's terrible. Captain Sox, we you have some game talk. You've been playing some oh, yes. Star Wars League? Yes, I game have. T- Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to us, Captain Sox. So at, uh, at my local game shop that I've uh, found since uh, being in my new area uh, the last five months, uh, we meet up for, with uh, to play Star Wars Legion on Friday nights. Uh, so our community started out when I got here with about three or four of us. Uh, it has since grown to the point where we had 10 players almost one night. Uh, and it's been great seeing the community grow in this area. But yeah, I, uh, I've got my droids out, even though they're not fully painted and, and whatnot. But I've got them out and played a couple of games with them. And so far, I'm actually enjoying the droids. Uh, the first game I played, uh, I had General Grievous as my commander. I had five battle droid squads with eight droids each. Six of them with regular blaster rifles and then a few couple and one with a, a heavy blaster or a rocket launcher. And then I had two sets of droidicas. So two droidicas per unit. And uh, in one game, I killed Captain Rex and Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is the commanders for the clone uh, army. And by turn three, both of his commanders were dead. And commanders in Star Wars Legion, for those of you who don't know much about the Legion uh, game, your commanders have command cards that you're able to then give orders out to your units. And so they're very, very powerful. Uh, I killed both of his commanders on turn by turn three so he had zero specialty command cards he was just playing a generic command card turns four five and six so i pretty much had priority of the game in terms of initiative starting turn four uh which is very very powerful i ended up winning that one uh three objectives to two out of the five um 
So that one was very successful. The one that I played last night, again, was successful. I had Count Duke, who was my commander. And one of my droidicas killed an entire rebel trooper squad of five troopers uh, in one shot. Uh, fortunately, his defense didn't roll well enough. And I won that game uh, six objective points to his two as well. So I'm loving my droids. They're they're a little tedious in the, in the way they activate because you have to uh, you have to give them face up orders, and by giving them face up orders, you're able to activate them when you want. But then you also don't have to do your, their special rule as droids, where they if if you don't give them a face up order, they have to attack their first action out of their two actions, uh, just because the way they're programmed in a sense to kind of give them a little flair for the game. So a couple of great games for Legion. I'm looking forward to more with my droids here in the future. Nice. Um, Mechanics-wise, um, Grievous or Dooku? Who's more powerful? Dooku has more force abilities. He can use the more force powers. Um, he also has lightning. Uh, so he has a range two attack with uh, yep. some pretty powerful dice. But I like Grievous at the same time because he has two lightsaber attacks um, as as melee weapons. But then he also has the ability to um, disengage. So in other words, he can get up close to someone, attack them at that time, and then he can run away from them. And then anybody with one of his special command cards, he can anybody that's within range one of him, so about six inches away from him, he can do a lightsaber attack on any unit within any and all units within six inches of him at the end of his activation. Um, so I, both of them are pretty good in their own ways, uh, but I'm leaning more towards uh, Grievous right now. Okay. Obviously, it's going to depend on how you want to build the rest of the force out, I suppose. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and how you want to support them. In what... I do like both characters, but uh, Grievous is probably the one that I'd want to paint more uh, when it comes to that side of things. He, he was Just fun to paint love, and put together. I love together. Background, yeah, and 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 the Grievous, he's also very very posable. So I um, I'll have to get my pictures up. I think I got pictures up on uh on our message board, but I'll get them up on our our website for sure. Um, I've posed him with all four of his arms with the lightsabers out and his cape. Uh, he does come with those four arms as well as three other arms. So you can pose him with just two lightsabers or a lightsaber and a blaster, his blaster sidearm pistol. Um, so he's very, very posable on how you want to, and you can pose him with or without his cape. So he's very, very posable on how you want to create him. Yeah, it's nice. That, that's nice that you know something like that. It's 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 a multi pose multi pose model. Yeah. Any games for you guys? Um, I have not done any gaming, but uh, I, I do have something I'd like to talk about. Where did you get uh, that 175 pound price from? Go look at their website. What? Well, why I'm doing that? Why don't you talk about what I just co comment? Yeah. So, well, so well, the one thing I want to talk about is uh, I ordered some Ambots off uh, Amazon, right? And when the Ambot showed up, I was excited. I opened up the box of Ambots to start putting together Ambots, and I had Orc Boys. Or mobs, or something, something orc. Anyway, so someone had replaced a kit with a kit. So my guess is they ordered two kits, took the cheaper kit, put it in the more expensive box, sent the more expensive box back for the the refund, and kept the more expensive models. Which 
irritate me because then I had to we- wait another week. Um, Amazon was really cool about it, and I'm going to hook a guy up with some orcs, but I thought that was a little a little shady and low. Like, seriously? You're, you're going to do something like yeah. that? and That's I, dodgy. Yeah. That actually I, happens to Amazon on a frequent basis. Well, I, I'm, I'm not surprised either. I mean, they're very generous and lenient with their uh, return policy and and whatnot. And it's just, it's upsetting that someone took advantage of it like that. And I was, I was, I was mad. <laughs> I'm just surprised because normally Amazon don't resell those products the normal way. Normally they get put into those random assortment boxes that you can buy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it was, it was well, here. Let me so it's taped shut and it says Amazon warehouse deals inspected. Uh, and yeah, there wasn't even bases in it. So they cut the bases too, which is even worse. And then, yeah. So um, I got a refund credit and yeah. Now do you see uh, what I'm talking about, Bruce? No, 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 never mind. Okay. So when you're finished, we will discuss that thing that you linked. Yes. Well, we can start discussing that now. Yeah. So George found, hobby-wise at least, the best Black Friday deal I've seen so far. So the Death Quadrant is a new set that's been released. Very similar to the Industrial Hive that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Uh, It's very much Necromunda, Death Zone, like blocky, square-looking. You could fit it in anyway. Would it be good for the Star Wars 2 there, right, Captain Sox? Yeah, it could be. I oh, mean, hell we yeah. could use that as some towers or some structures or something like that. Yeah, we could use it. So normally this set would be selling for £175. Uh, you are getting quite a lot for your money. But they've got a deal at the moment where it's £25. You're saving $150. £150. Lewis... Are you guys all okay over there? Do we need to be concerned? We'll, we'll happily send you a coffee if you need. Yeah. Um. Um. If if you guys are okay. Uh. Yeah. I. I'm. I'm probably gonna order that. <laughs> like hands down. Yeah. I, I'm actually genuinely tempted to as well. Um. For those that don't know, the reason I said that is because Lewis tends to listen to us on and off. So, <laughs> Lewis, if you're uh, not okay, please let us know. D- doesn't tend to. He he does. Period. <laughs> he 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 enjoyed our our ramblings on the hot LZ, and he says he enjoys this because it, it gives him a a brief uh, look into uh, outside of the drop universe. Yeah, which is important when you're in a business because you don't get the chance to look at the competition very often. There's some really nice terrain sets that they've come up with recently. Um, so yeah, just to give you an they idea. Just continue to release gorgeous stuff. Yeah, that uh, that twenty five pound set is thirty two dollars for me US. So, um, yeah, I'm probably going to order a set of those as well. I think I just need to figure out what else I need because there's no way I'm not going to be able to afford a full order because it's my tight fortnight. So there's no way I'm going to be able to afford to um, right to to buy a hundred pounds worth of stuff. I might have yeah. to buy some city buildings for my so yeah 
I haven't had a chance to play any games, unfortunately. Um, I've very much been busy with work and work and I had a date that was, yeah, it was okay. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I've had no chance for games, unfortunately. Likewise. Um, I'm getting there, but I'm not, uh, uh, th there's this thing called my house that needs a little more work before I start wasting half of a Saturday to go play games or a Sunday, even for that fact. <laughs> I did, however, start collecting dedications to Stan Lee's passing last year because I intend to make a banner as part of my Marvel board that has a in memory of type thing. Oh, That's nice. Cool. I have a kit from Knights of Dice, which is a billboard that's supposed to sit on top of a building. And so I'm, I'm just going to scale something to the sign on that and have it as a dedication to Stan Lee. Hey, is the uh, that Marvel Crisis game? Is it a twenty-eight millimeter? No, it's forty. It's forty millimeter. It's not a huge difference in size, but no, it's forty mil. So it's definitely bigger. Okay. I was just thinking, you know, um, with, with the 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 marvels of the internet. Yeah. Uh, trying to find like a, a, a on scale like Stan Lee mini. Oh. Okay, like three D printed one, maybe. Yeah, like maybe, yeah, like maybe do a three D printed, or maybe there's somewhere some game that's on a similar scale that all all it needs is paint to look like the man. Hmm. I'll have to keep an eye out for that. That's not a bad idea. There's not really a thing in the game where it's going to work for henchmen and stuff, though. And I'm not sure that there's rules powerful enough for what would essentially be a god in the Marvel universe. Um, or, you know, the in innocent bystander. There's nothing innocent about Stan Lee by bystanding. He's there creating what happened. Yes, but if you look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he was playing the Hitchho Hitchcocks, and he was just a bystander. Yeah. I know. I was being a smartass. You didn't hurt yourself there, did you? No, coming smart is very natural for me. It's only you that has that problem. <laughs> hey, by the way, did Casey make you a cran cake for your marine birthday there, George? No, she did not. <laughs> Nor yes, my birthday, no, even. George celebrated a birthday during the week. He's now 706. Yes, so, he is. I, I celebrated two birthdays, Bruce. Get it right. Yes, one on, one on Australia date and no. one an american date that's no, why you're no. 106 the, and not 700 the, there was the marine corps birthday on the 10th of november and then my actual birthday the other day oh which and that's really bad for marines because we have the marine birthday and then the next day we have veterans day so marines surviving that two-day period is really amazing actually <laughs> it is pretty uh impeccable there for you for you marines over there <clears throat> yeah so um no I'm, I'm just i'm looking around here to see if i can find something that's like you know an appropriate size i, I would um, say good okay. luck. the only company i can think of that might have done one would be crooked dice uh because they do tend to make those outlandish type things for their this is a tv show miniature game i'll keep an eye out and i'll let you know if i find something you, Bruce, you have to look at that link I just sent. 
was I right in the company? No, it's 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 more amazing than I could have ever hoped for. <laughs> it's, only, it's five <laughs> inches though. I know, I know, but it's pretty close. It's a Homer so Simpson oh, Stanley. I'm sorry, I'm not paying $173 for that. No way. Not for a five-inch figure. They can get stuffed. I don't care well, how amazing that's it is. That's $175 US dollars, then you'll have to pay $800 to ship it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Newegg, you can go away. <laughs> uh, for those that are wondering, we're currently looking at a Simpsons 25th anniversary Stan Lee figure made by NECA. And now, NECA is a company out there that is a collectible miniatures. I know who they are. They are a collectible thing, but I'm sorry, that's not worth $173. It's not even vaguely worth that. Newegg have slapped money on top of that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyone, if if you have you know knowledge of to where Bruce can find a 40-millimeter-sized 40, 40 Stan Lee, please let us know. It doesn't have to exactly even be Stan Lee. It just has to have the appearance of Stan Lee, and we can, you know, Bruce can do the rest and paint it. I could. Hmm. With that being said, do we have anything else? I have a feeling that's probably going to be it for the most part. Yep. Let me see something here. Yanking the Bruce. It's been a while since we had one of those. Bruce. If I told you I had submitted our podcast 10 times for approval, would you say that is correct? Um, I'm just trying to count in my head. I should actually know the answer to this. It would be around there. So. It was actually 13. Oh, that's even better. I love the number 13. Uh, oh. <clears throat> it's the 14th one is when it finally got approved. <laughs> Yeah, l l there's a reason that we were very frustrated over this because it should have been approved the first time. And a lot of those... No, no, it should have been approved the fourth time. Yeah. It should have been approved the fourth time. The first couple times, yes, there were actual actual issues with the feed and I corrected those. And the fourth time it should have worked. And that's when I started raging at apple saying what do you mean tell me exactly because i don't see anything and they're like blah 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 automated response we are not a human yeah hence why we took it to twitter and still didn't get a human response uh didn't take it to twitter like we flat out start calling them out on twitter and i know we've mentioned this in a previous episode as well but it is worth noting that this was not just happening to us. It's happened to several podcasts over the last few years. Yeah. Uh, but there's newer podcasts than ours that got it solved first. That's the annoying part. Yeah. But, hey, it, 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 it's a thing now. So, yeah, thing and stuff. Any parting thoughts for the folks? Uh, I might have just found something. Ooh. Ooh. I'm clicking the link and I'm waiting. I found something. You found a thing? I did, and I'm going to link you to it. Oh, no, never mind. It's a Hero Clicks Mini. Poo poo. I found a Stanley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
who. Already, uh, any other parting thoughts? Thought, thoughts there, socks. Send Bruce. us questions. Send us emails. Send us some of your posts that you guys are doing uh, out there in your gaming communities. Stuff that you want us to talk about. Great to hear from our community. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. Um, it's easier to share now because now we have the ability to just directly click a link to subscribe to the podcast on Apple. Yeah. Very, very quickly because we've missed doing this a couple of times recently. Twitter. You can find us on Getting Tabled. Sorry, at Getting Tabled. Otherwise, Facebook is facebook.com slash Getting Tabled. Um gettingtabled.weebly.com uh what am i forgetting gettingtabled at gmail.com oh the email address that would be helpful <laughs> um youtube is also getting tabled but there's not a lot of activity there at the moment we are building that um we're going to have had two videos in two weeks um, that, that's actually a record for us um, and I, I will add to you that mine actually, uh, I just looked, it's uh, hit 140 views. So thank you. I, I, I'm very overwhelmed by that for, you know, my first actual, like I'm making a video to do something in a video. So <laughs> yeah, kind of the same reason why I did mine for the, the ink that I was using. Yeah. Um, and, and I've done some stuff with the website, so definitely, uh, uh, check in on that because there are three separate blog sections. Uh, I haven't turned the one for YouTube on yet, but there's the uh, posts and the podcast. And so as we go on and keep doing stuff, um, there's going to be multiple sources of information on that website. So, yeah. Um, as my project gets updated, I will eventually start transitioning that across as well. And Again, do we have anything else now? Only the ending bumper. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org.